the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308. 308- 8867. That's 308 8867. Or toll free at 866 308 8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9 30 a.m. The answer. On a beautiful South Texas Saturday. Yeah, not a cloud, in the, no. not a, a bunch of clouds in the sky. I uh, can't see the radar, but I do see gray clouds in front of us. Just uh, one cloud, one, one big gray cloud. cloud. Yeah, it was actually the uh, clouds kind of broke when I was driving up here down up two eighty one. Well, there are layers there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, let's talk gardening with you. I'll tell you if you haven't brought your Christmas tree. Not only does Millburgers have the best Christmas trees in town, but they are half off right now. Are they keeping them watered over here? They are getting plenty of water today. <laughs> the last half hour, they got plenty of water. Uh, but, yeah, you can uh, come get them. Uh, there's some other items that they have on sale at half off. Uh, the Living Container Grown Christmas Trees. This is a great time to get those for 50% off. 50% off. Yeah. Christmas Cactus is 20% off. And if though, if anybody uh, south of here wants to start a, a pine tree, yeah, they could get uh, a great deal on a uh, orchard. Uh, uh, what is it? You call it an orchard? And what is when it? The lobby trees, grove, uh, timber, grove, <laughs> grove, <laughs> loblollies. But there they are. Yeah, and they're half off. They even look <laughs> like they're ready to grow. Yeah, <laughs> they want to. Getting a, an appropriate soil, which is acid. Yeah, which is <laughs> south. That's why I said south and maybe southwest a little bit, but uh, uh, definitely Wilson County. Yeah, we had that Those one. Those are too big for the go- gophers to eat. <laughs> Those poor gophers. <laughs> Cut ends don't like them much. I think either. we got a letter. I, I didn't see it, but. From the anti-gopher, <laughs> Lee, the anti-gophermation debt, about my making def- uh, defamation league. about me making underwear out of their capels. Yeah, they're upset. Uh, <laughs> Their spokesperson called us. Uh, Indians used to do that. Yeah, you know we had a lot of Indians coming through here, and the word is they didn't they, they the go- got got rid of the gophers and made uh, underwear out of the pelts. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he knew it either. What? I don't think he knew it until he just made it up. Yeah. Until <laughs> <laughs> just now. And the sad thing about it is I won't remember it uh, in a nah, couple we'll, hours. We'll ask you in a couple hours. At the end of the show, we'll ask you and see if you remember. But, yeah, if you're looking for a great deal, if you've been thinking about a Christmas tree and uh, maybe the prices around town have kind of been a little uh, 
out of your pocketbook range. Now's the time to come to Millburgers and get them half off, and it's not raining right this second. <laughs> so um, uh, more importantly, yeah, you know, there's some people that put out decorating for Christmas till the very last moment. Okay, so this would be. A good I, time. I know. I don't know if it's our listeners or not, but uh, some people wait till the last moment. So that everything is on sale. Uh, the the, the is on sale? No, I don't see the poinsettia. Oh, yeah. Why? But it's not in the ad. Oh, yeah. Keep on going. No. No, you, you, you is that, I don't see them. You find them. <laughs> look, look at the poinsettias right there. <laughs> doesn't say. I'll check on the uh, the oh, website. Oh, yeah, yeah. Starting at six ninety nine. Yeah. But uh, they're for sale. They are definitely for sale. Yeah, see, I know those Christmas. The uh, Christmas, Christmas cactus. decor. Yeah, 50% off. You got any of that decor in your house? No. It's nice to have decor every now and then. Okay. But uh, uh, living Christmas tree, Christmas cactus, 20% off. All sizes. And they've got big ones and little ones and everything. So, uh. I know there may not be a lot of frugal listeners out there nah. that have waited till the last minute to well, you've made put a good, up a tree. Or you've made a good decision this year, because <laughs> but don't wait too long. At 50% off, they may not. Yeah. Let's see. When, when is Christmas? Good selection, Thursday? too. No, Christmas is next Saturday. By the way, that's a, a good point to remember. We will not be here on Christmas. It, the nursery what? is closed. I'm glad you did tell me I'd have been over here waiting for y'all to show up. You would have been disappointed. Next Saturday. Next Saturday, the nursery is closed. So, so we are recording our show this week. So if you <laughs> want to email us a, uh, a question that you want us to go in depth on, you can just email Milton at klup.com, M-I-L-T-O-N at klup.com, and we'll try to attack it uh, this week to so the Christmas show. Now, the nursery is cl- open again. On Sunday the 26th. Oh, my God. So we'll be here for that. Okay. So if you want to find out how to care for your poinsettia on that day, you can uh, call us. and. Well, you might even read the article today <laughs> in the Express. Oh, is, there, is that what's it? I never got to it. Milton so rudely interrupted me. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Got a pretty picture, too. Uh, and uh, then if you want more detail... You know, we talk a lot about the ice cube uh, option to uh, yep. water poinsettia so that you don't put your uh, cabinets and fur- furniture in. <laughs> and that was tested by Dr. Jeremy Parsons, right? Yeah, right. that's right. So you can uh, use that <coughs> use that uh, ice cube method plus the uh, uh, supplemental on the weekends, and they, they work well. In fact, they last, these new ones last years <laughs> now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the poinsettias are much easier to care for than they, they used to be. But yeah. ch- check out that article. Or go to go to the plantanswers.com. It's got all the information yeah, on just, how to care for Just search for poinsettias, and you'll search all Calvin's articles and my article on poinsettias. Uh, more than you ever wanted to know, probably. That's the name of the article. More than you ever <laughs> well, wanted to know about poinsettias. <laughs> yeah, that's what you w- want to search for, poinsettias. 
Okay. I love those search engines. Yeah, it's a cool feature. You know, <laughs> unless people are trying to uh, jog my memory. You remember what uh, Dennis did uh, oh, when by, I couldn't by, remember? By pointing out that you had forgotten. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the loquat thing. It was embarrassing. Except he did not respond to us trying to tell, remind him that he <laughs> had, to, had done it. But when Dennis came through, he was <laughs> accepted it. Well, the key, which brought me back to reality, was when you said, <laughs> yeah, y'all did have a large uh, loquat. He said, are you telling me the ones you gave to uh, you and uh, Calvin and uh, Bart? We're not <laughs> larger, large portions. And I said, he couldn't be making that up. <laughs> so then I thought about it, and sure enough, lo and behold, yeah. it was Mr. Moore's uh, look one. Well, that first, that first year, there was kind of a rush to get them in, but they, we had some big ones. Mm -hmm. Then uh, this uh, second year, the complication with the... Uh, um, Three? Febu February and everything, yeah. So the, and the dry, dry area, so mm. it didn't, wasn't nearly as impressive. But <laughs> the promise, the promise of those loquats is pretty big yeah. because there were some nice big fruit. Yeah, if you thin them, of course, <laughs> I like I tell people, they're just like peaches. You don't thin them, you're going to get small peaches. And same way with uh, the local. I don't know why I thought they would be naturally bigger, but well, uh, I just not. I just thought that if we, uh, based on the response from the raccoons and possums and <laughs> all those birds, I thought they'd be thinned automatically. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know the uh, they they give uh, the smaller fruit a little more attention than the bigger the, the yeah bigger, bigger fruit. Uh, now they can peck at at the the fruit, but uh, generally those smaller loquats they'll knock a lot of them <laughs> down and to pull them apart. And Have you been to the grocery lately, H-E-B? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. I got was there to get my uh, <laughs> shot. Okay. The amazing thing about it is, I always go back to the fruit and vegetable sections. And uh, they have really been promoting uh, a small satsuma. Really? Hmm. About that big. Uh, about as big as a marble. What far? <laughs> huh? What, I mean, what was the, what were, did they determine, was it just a flavoring for desserts or? No, it's, it, you peel it like, it, it has all the qualities of satsuma, huh. but it's smaller fruit. And you know why they got smaller fruit? They didn't. They th didn't thin them. Oh, but they got so, more. So they gave them a name and sold them. That's good marketing. <laughs> they seem to know what they're doing. Yeah, but that's, uh, they got those small ones and uh, medium-sized ones, no big ones. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Uh, people buying the heck out of them. And I bought several bags of them, and they taste just like satsuma. Oh, did you really buy? Them? Oh yeah, they've got they've got cute names uh, that indicate. And that's why you bought them because they were so sweet. 
No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're just cute. They're just very so cute. <laughs> they're cute. Uh, I, like I say, I'm always amazed at the well, I, produce as you We get. harvested one, one of our uh, uh, Meyer lemons did a pretty good job of producing, and we har- <laughs> harvested quite a few of those because... Uh, Judy got the urge for lemonade. There you go. Wow, neat. Yeah. Were they good? Very good. Okay. Just remember, you know, all it took was for me to pick it. <laughs> I smelled that, and it just reminded me how much I like that Meyer mm-hmm. lemon taste. Yeah. Uh, getting back to the poinsettias, uh, like I say, today, Paper Calvin got a good article about them. And uh, talking about the ice cubes. And the most important thing is, he says, uh, many gardeners have relied on ice cubes placed in the container several times during the week. Any water deficit from the limiting the water that is to be provided by ice cubes can be made up with a nice, with a once a week soaking of the plant in the sink. Now, uh, that's the pot <laughs> that you don't sink the whole plant in there but all you got to do on these points that you want to take the if you got a uh, pot cover uh, or, or uh, ornamental plant cover on the pot remove the plant cover and so the b- bottoms the holes in the bottom of the pot are exposed and then fill the fill the sink up to where when you place the plant in there, the water comes about uh, maybe a third away up the pot. So it wicks up? Is that the... Huh? So it wicks up? So it wicks up? There you go. Okay. That's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> I've got my hair in age. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, that'll uptake lots of water. And... Uh, That'll carry you through the week. And uh, there, I remember, the ice cubes are supplemental irrigation water. And uh, we have trouble with people saying, well, I'll just, we'll just water them all, all the time with ice cubes. And remember, the reason we're doing this is quite, quite often the poinsettia display is on a piece of furniture. That Absolutely. You, you oh, know. yeah. You don't want the water to drip on. It's can be, it can be pretty deficit, devastating to have mm-hmm. that water drip, <laughs> drip, especially if the poinsettia is going to live for yeah. two years now instead of the and you, three, you, four months. You won't have to add the ice cubes for two or three days after, oh, after you soak them in the sink. Okay. Because uh, that, that sphagnum, peat and all that stuff in the potting mix will uh, soak up the water. Now, <laughs> we al- we always, my, who, who gives me more trouble about how many ice cubes to add, Milton? The your pecan pie buddy, my daughter. Oh. <laughs> that uh, gave me hell about uh size of the container to put them in the pecan pie and, and uh, about burning the top till the pecans burst into flame. Uh, we are very precise people. Uh, yeah, you have uh-huh. to tell us exactly what. 
So uh, baking is about precision. <laughs> it's not about guessing. Or <laughs> well, yeah, it's about some common sense too. Ah, what have you baked lately? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, I gave her a fairly large poinsettia this year, and uh, first question was. How many ice cubes do I put in there? Okay. That's a good question. That's reasonable. <laughs> I think. Is that covered? I think we did a breakdown on that. Depend, uh, depending on the size of the container. Yeah, right, right. And, well, of course, of course, there's some ad adjustment based on where, how much pressure in terms of Where's warm air and, yeah, yeah. and things like that are. So you you want to you want to be generous, uh, but you still want to accomplish your protecting your furniture. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you take when you, uh, of course, after you soak the pot, you let it drain. You put it somewhere that it can drain, and then you replace the uh, pot cover. And stay right in the sink, can it? They're draining too. Yeah. Uh, if you let the water out. Right, Milton? Don't tell Milton stuff like that. No, I know. You gotta, gotta be very precise. How can it drain when it's sitting in water? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> as Calvin writes, avoid placing poinsettias in a location subject to blast of hot air from a heater, heat register or the sun from western wind exposure. They are also sensitive to winds, yeah, uh, and and temperatures that approach freezing, which uh, we're probably going to have tomorrow it or says, tonight. Uh, yeah, going to be in the high thirties, and uh, of course that's not the hill country; that's colder in the hill country. Yeah, some of the best stories on poinsettias have to do with that wind or. Uh, Get, getting one at the store and then putting it in your car, oh, yeah. car when it's <laughs> freezing temperatures out there. And <laughs> yeah, oh, I, no. <laughs> I I took some poinsettias to my, my mother and and her elderly friends in uh, Tennessee, and uh, I, I just got a U-Haul, small U-Haul, loaded them in that baby. Well. I got a late start, so we overnighted in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, where it got colder. And but the next morning, they were okay. You know, they looked okay. Yeah. And then when we dis I distributed them in uh, Tennessee. The stems were really nice. They <laughs> they started to have a a a. a a symptom that I've never seen on poinsettia. I mean, the streaks in the leaves huh. and in the bracts, and uh, it was strange. They didn't lose leaves, but they had some strange discoloration. Well, ta talk again about that uh, the symptom of the uh, those small blooms. You know, you, one of the things you mentioned when you're selecting oh, poinsettia yeah, right. as a gift, uh, avoid those that have dropped or have deformed foliage of course but right. then also the, the blooms that just indicate the true blooms in yeah. the middle of the bracts it just indicates that they're not going to last long right 
but uh, <laughs> the the poinsettias that are sold to the to the nurseries like members uh, are probably tight bud. We'll go mm. tight bud anyway. Uh, those that have been stored for a long period of time are those that have colored early. Uh, they they will have uh, bloomed out and their lifespan is uh, shorter. But uh, th- that's the amazing thing about the poinsettia producers. Uh, <laughs> they start in July uh, to grow these poinsettias. And they, if they've got two weeks to for them to color and be sold. Wow. And uh, <laughs> so that's why there's not many left, many people that still produce uh, poinsettias. All right, we need to take a break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. What happened to me on Christmas Eve last year? It was the night just right before Christmas, and all down the bayou, everything was quiet, quiet. Not even a nutrient go pity pat in the water. And inside my house, me and my wife was flat poop out from all that Christmas preparate, and were just about ready to retire for the night. Letty garçon, letty feel our little boy, our little girl was already asleep on the moss mattress and vision of the fedodo dance to their heads, them little darlings. Them long john was hung by the log burner with care in hope that St. Nicholas soon would brought himself back. And now that the scene she sat, Kesky surprised. Well, out there on the bayou, they all of a sudden arose such a clattering sound like a hoist shot full of The Cajun, night yeah. before Christmas. One of my favorites. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Take a second to talk about Spider-Man termite and pest control. And uh, one of the things uh, that Spider-Man and I were talking about this week was, uh, you know, if you check out their, their reviews online, if you check out all that, you'll find that their reputation is just stellar. And the reason is, since 1976, they've been working with homeowners and business owners to get rid of pests. But they do it, their approach is simple. Um, they do it with honesty, with integrity. Uh, they make you a part of the solution in, this, in the sense that you know, they're going to talk to you about what they can do. Or they're going to tell you, you know, if, for instance, you want to do one solution, maybe you've heard about it, read it online. They'll tell you, in their opinion, whether it'll work or not, whether it's a good decision or not. And, you know, and, and whether, you know, you can do it, you can trust them on that. Or they can say, yes, we can do that, but it's going to be, you know, this this may not work as quite as well as this. So, you know, you like a company that does that, and Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control does that. Give them a call at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or online at GoSpiderManPest.com. Are they having their Christmas specials? 
of field rest squirrels that they've trapped? I don't think on this year they're doing that. They're not doing that? No, but Spider-Man was reminiscing. He was supposed to call us, but I don't think he can because I think he's, he's out and about. I but hope he was not there. out in a deer blind today. I hope not. going to get blown out of there. He was saying that uh, he was reminiscing when I talked to him about his, uh, <laughs> I think his uncle or his father or something, taking him out squirrel hunting. The- I know. It's the first squirrel well, hunt. I don't think it first. was like in Hollywood Park or in, in like a neighborhood <laughs> or anything. But all right, it's, it's the first hunt that uh, youngsters. That's kind of what he was saying. That was kind of yeah. cool. All right, nobody on the line two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Guess what we have? What? We have sweet potatoes. Remember the little sweet Harvest potato vine? Oh, Harvest yeah, we did. They're, <laughs> they're the set. See this little this plug here? Yeah. They're about that big. Uh-huh. You want me to bring some? I can share them with y'all. No. We got more than we can eat. Did you taste uh, them? No, we haven't tasted them yet. Uh, we, are, we need to wa- I think right now they're being washed in the rain. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. the, we got to bring them in. And, oh, I like I like the taste of sweet potatoes. Yeah. They're wonderful. If we had let these them, are ornamentals, right? We just took we, we took a real sweet potato and we kind of oh okay cut the slip okay. off where okay. it started to grow and that'll work. Yeah. Okay. All right, James is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, just fine. Uh, I just got a little fire going in the wood stove. It cooled off a little bit. I was wondering how you guys are doing out on the porch. Oh, we're suffering, James. Yeah. It's terrible. It's not. It's it's okay. <laughs> Not great. Shut up, Milton. I'm get the, some sorrow going. Oh, I'm here. sorry, James. It's miserable. Uh. <laughs> it's just horrible. You know those movies where you see the little poor waif <laughs> in the snow, just, just just freezing to death. That's it. We're just just like that. Three, Only worse. Well, I'm, Three I'm chubby guys, guys. On, uh, in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> we got an inch of rain in about an hour earlier today. Yeah. Wow. When I was driving no, no. over here on 1604 right there at Blanco, uh, it was <laughs> raining severely hard. So, uh, yeah. That, you know what this is going to be good for? Tomatoes? Sitting by the wood stove? <laughs> yeah. No, the blue bonnets. Oh, good. That have, and the wildflowers that haven't come up yet. And the, the gra- lawn weeds. And the onions. Uh, and the onions, if you hadn't got, if you hadn't got them planted. Okay. But, Did uh, you take yours out of your uh, satchel? Yeah, they're actually all planted. Woo-hoo! All right. <laughs> the temperature is right for germination. And I bet people that have planted Crawford lettuce and it hasn't come up yet, or people that didn't plant it but had it last year and let it go to seed, they're going to start seeing little baby Crawford lettuces. Yeah, the beets have sure, certainly responded already, and radishes, of course, turnips, a long time ago. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this this should help the wildflowers. I and got a come, question about, about vegetables, the right Jerry. Time. All okay, right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, since I'm totally tomatoes out here, I don't have a lot of room for a lot of other stuff. Uh, can I grow those big Bertha bell peppers in five-gallon 
containers, or do yeah, I just, need a bigger just, container? No, five gallons are okay for one. One pepper one plant. One plant, yeah. And, and uh, that's just that's probably, that's just handling. Then it'd be just like handling a tomato. Okay. Uh, but uh, if if you want big peppers, you're gonna be have to be uh, very. Uh, savage, generous with the Osmoco. Oh, plus, I thought you were and savage, <laughs> because uh, when we when we were doing uh, tests, see, uh, Doctor Ben Villion, the uh, pepper person uh, in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, we were trying to get a long uh, cayenne pepper. You know, 12, 10 to 12 inch long. And uh, there's only one grower that was able to do it. That was Milford Fay uh, over around Pearsall. And he fertilized the hell out of them. A lot of, it put on much fertilizer on them as they put on the corn. Huh. So uh, you got to keep them well fertilized, the plant growing well. To make big peppers, huge peppers. Well, am I going to have to put a tomato cage around that big Bertha? I haven't grown them for forever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If if you fertilize it real well, and uh, wind. Yeah, wind. You you'll want to put a cage around it to keep it from blowing over. Okay, and the same thing goes for the serranos. I wanted to grow. Uh, a couple of Serrano plants in those five-gallon pots, yeah, but just one per pot. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Serrano peppers, and they can get big, too. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, but the fruit is not as heavy. Okay. Well, I just wanted to check with you guys and make sure that you were doing all right. You know, well, it's yeah, kind of cool we're suffering. Today. We appreciate well, it, James. Thank you for calling. <laughs> We're suffering, but knowing that you're thinking about us oh, makes us warm makes us warm all over. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Thank you, bye. Take care, man. And if we don't talk to you, have a Merry Christmas. Should we uh, announce, uh, are you going to be doing a promotion for um, Wild Birds pretty soon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, we, announce uh, our... should we announce uh, the, the, the... Oh, yeah, the please, please do. Christmas Bird Count yeah. tomorrow. Um, yeah, if, fo- if folks want to uh, participate in the Christmas bird plant, we got a notice uh, b- bird uh, count. We got a notice that they can go ahead and call, contact Don Widenhorn, and uh, they can contact her either at the website naturenut7 at hotmail.com. So that's her email address. Yeah. Nature Nut 7. I'm going to send that to Al. So if you want to, uh, okay. is 7 spelled out or is it just the number? Just just the number on 7. At hotmail.com? Yep. And then there is a text if you want to rather do it by text. Sure. Number. What's the text number? 210-382. Oh, okay. Hold on. 210-382. 5968. Remarkably close to my phone. Five nine <laughs> six eight. All right, let's see if I can. All right, I just sent that to Al. So if you call him at 
308-8867. He'll have that for you. They're organized. The way I understand it, they're organized in 10-mile circles, and there are a n- number of folks that are assigned to each circle. There's a, a chairperson for that uh, circle, and then they they uh, compile the the birds they've seen, and then, then, then they total all, all of the circle data. Okay, um, and that's so kind of cool. Re- it's really, uh, really what well organized, interesting, and, and a lot of fun. How long heard. does it take them to get the results? Is it instantaneous, or does it like you know they mm-hmm. they all everybody kind of? No, they gotta they gotta analyze it a bit. Okay, uh, because uh, one years ago I was involved in the they assessed that. One of the one of the blackbirds that we had determined was a certain kind of blackbird turned out to be a different. So they oh man. So they, uh, but that's part of the education process too, and uh, and ma- makes it uh, more interesting. The whole. I hope they separate those sparrows out yeah. from English to Italian. Italian, yeah. I guess, are there I, other what other sparrows are there? Oh, all the the American <laughs> sparrows. <laughs> okay, American. The, uh, oh, the ones that the ground sparrows. Canadian. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> are we are we sure? Song sparrows, white crowned okay. sparrows, white throated sparrows. Wow. Are we sure that the English sparrows have not become American sparrows? You know, back they're, they're, after the a Revolutionary War, they're a pretty proud bird. I don't well, know that they have. You, you folks that are so sympathetic <laughs> to uh, to the immigration. Yeah, there you the, go. Uh, yeah, That's just, there you go. <laughs> okay. I bet they so, didn't go through the proper channels when they came. I think they. Do we know who introduced uh, English sparrows? Well, they actually do, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Oh. And was there a reason? There was some. I oh love. yeah, you get home. You get uh, <laughs> homesick. Oh okay. Wow. I mean, bird sick. Or you, I, you get I, you want to want right. to see the same things that you saw. Okay. I know about starlings. They were released those in New York in uh, uh, Central Park. The first starlings, and they've done well ever since then. And then they yeah, have millions of them. Now, wherever the, whoever released them is hiding someplace. Yeah. <laughs> How is that? Yeah. But they, uh, you know, if you wanted to look real close, they do eat a lot of grubs. Star- oh, okay. <laughs> Starlings. Here. All right, let's focus, Calvin. All right. <laughs> he took you right off the tracks there. Focus yeah, on. <laughs> so, if you want to participate, go ahead and contact uh, Don. And I'm, I'm sure if you w- call the Wild Birds. Yeah, they'll know. They'll know all this, but that's four seven two one zero four seven nine bird two one zero four seven nine bird, and this is tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, it'd be nice weather. <laughs> it's going to be cold and windy. It's a twenty percent chance of showers tomorrow. Uh, high near fifty one. All right. Wind gusts as high as twenty five miles. Oh an hour. no, that's going to blow the. Sparrows Those right poor sparrows just fly by. <laughs> That's, uh, so is that uh, email address going to be available at Al, with Al? Yeah, Al back at the station, Alcario has it. Uh, okay. It's naturenut7 at hotmail.com. Right. And 210-382-5968. That's it. Cool. And this is, uh, Calvin mentioned that Wild Birds Unlimited 
uh, was a place to call. Really, if it's happening in San Antonio and it has to do with uh, birding, then uh, our nature, Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, and uh, uh, Hebner Road uh, will know all about it. So if you hear something on this show, something someplace else, call them up and find out about it. If like Calvin, and we haven't been able to get them because they've been so busy, saying they haven't seen hummingbirds. Uh, I promise you. Oh, you saw one. Saw, yeah. I think it was a Rufus. I saw right. yesterday and today. That's good. I haven't seen a definitive uh, color yet, but it was little, so I just take it for granted <laughs> that it was And if you still Rufus. haven't gotten all your Christmas shopping done, Wild Birds Unlimited is a place to go. Northwest Military at Hebner Road. Houses, feeds, uh, uh, feeders. Binoculars, tilly hats, uh, lots of ornaments and stuff, lots of uh, yard art at Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road. Go by and visit Kyle, Bill, the, the gang over there, Keith. I, I forgot the other person's name, too, but they were uh, – we, we got I'm, – I'm sorry we can't get them on the line because we want to talk with them about <laughs> the, the thing. But so 210-479-BIRD. You can call them about the, uh, the wild, bird count, too. Wild Birds Unlimited yep. or – and, of course, the official sponsors are the San Antonio Audubon Society and the National Audubon Society. So, All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll talk to Matt. So, Matt, don't go anywhere. You're up next on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. You know, Dache and Danse and Francais and Vixon, Comé and Cupid and Donné and Britton, huh? But do you recall the very most famous reindeers of them all, huh? Randolph the Rouge, no reindeer. Now he had a very, very shiny, shiny nose, yeah. And if you ever see that, I'll guarantee you'll guarantee it glows. All of them other reindeer. They used to laugh and call him all kind of funny names. Never let poor little Randolph join in all them reindeer games now. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Can you tell where Milton's from? Yeah, all our listeners from Louisiana are going, all right. (laughs) Both of us are really excited about that. I hate to bring this up, but I think he's passed away. I think so, too. (laughs) Again. Uh, you, you, what, do you, are, you, are you sure about that? Do you, yeah. do you guarantee? <laughs> guarantee. Uh-huh. Okay. Matt is on the line. He's been very patient waiting through the break. Matt, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today, Matt? I am doing well. Very patient, but I got to listen to some of that fantastic Christmas music. <laughs> Thank you. That I'm, and I'm glad it's not in the regular rotation on the radio station. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so, Matt. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. So I've been been kind of interested in the last couple of years in these, I, I believe, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is it called Earth Kind or Earth Friendly or something like that, Roses? That's it, uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I've got about four or five different varieties, and I was interested in one, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, uh, is it Pearl d'Or or something like right, that? Right, right. Okay. Right. Okay. What is y'all's opinion on that one, or any of them for that matter, as far as really low maintenance? I mean, I know you got to do something to them all the time, but not. You know, I want something that'll just pretty much, if I water it and throw a little fertilizer at it, it will take care of itself. All of them do that? No. 
Well, <laughs> the pro the problem is basically those are old-fashioned roses. Well, and uh, a few of them are modern tough roses. Yeah, but very few. But mo most of uh, the majority of those are once bloomers uh, in the spring. But uh, the plant itself survives, I mean, with little or no care, especially once it gets established. But uh, there are some in there like uh, Belinda's Dream and Calvin's uh, and, and Knockout, uh, Trace's uh, Metabolus Rose. Yeah. Uh, and that, and uh, Calvin's... Uh, I can see it. <laughs> the, the pink, uh, the pink. Katie, yeah. Katie Road? Katie, Katie Road. Road, that's yeah. it, yeah. And then also the Mrs. Dudley Cross yeah. is another good one. Uh, of course, and Mrs. Uh, I planted uh, all these roses on a pile of uh, caliche <laughs> removed for, from a project. And uh, surprisingly, the Mrs. Dudley Cross is the one that doesn't, that just responds and keeps blooming on a regular basis. And it's <laughs> big. But all, but all of them are big. Uh, Martha Gonzalez, it's another good one then. Yeah. You know. You know. Mm -hmm. When uh, Greg Grant uh, was here and searching for the what we were going to name the uh, San Antonio Rose, yeah, the one that was more prolific in town, Miss Dudley Cross. Yeah. So, so there's Belinda's Dream and uh, Katie Road, and uh, your your yellow rose, uh, Grandma's yellow, Grandma Grandma's yellow. All those are wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. But that's not. Grandma Jella is not a uh, earth kind, official earth oh, kind. But it uh, travels in that group. Oh yeah, as if it belongs. Yeah, it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that uh, Martha Gonzalez is on the group, but boy, that sure is a good rose. Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it too. It's tougher than nails, and uh, uh, I always, I always liked it uh, because if, if if you know if your church or. Uh, a school or a nonprofit building had these sidewalks with the soil in between, you know, where you're mm. supposed to plant these pretty flowers. <laughs> and, of course, you always, whatever you planted got stomped down by the crowds coming and going. Mm. But you put the, your Martha Gonzalez in there, and it wasn't, sh the thorns weren't bad enough that it... Uh, uh, upset no, upset small, the mothers, small but it did what they were good enough to uh, protect them. <laughs> so the 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 middle garden was preserved, and uh, and there those roses uh, could yeah. deal in that uh, situation. Also, if you okay, can find well. uh, Marie Pave, uh, Marie M A R I E Marie. And Pave is P A V I E R, something like that. Just I E. I'm gonna look. Uh, uh, just I Pave, just I E. Oh, it is. Yeah, looks like. Oh, that's pretty. Is it white? Yes. Yeah. So it's P A V I E. It, it fades to pink. Okay. Oh. Okay. Pink I'll try that one, and white. then that's also pretty. the the Dudley Cross you said was a good one, or Mrs. Dudley Cross, rather, right? Yeah, it's thornless. Okay. Good. Hey, can you give me a quick uh, 
Asparagus 101. I've got a couple years' worth of growth on them, and they're really looking good. Uh, now I don't know what to do. You just okay. you cut them back in the winter, only if they freeze. Talk to me. <laughs> well, normally, <laughs> have they been in a couple of years? Yes, easily. Have you harvested any? No, but I was tempted last year or earlier this year. <laughs> Are they, uh, is it Mary or Martha uh, Washington? Uh, Martha Washington. Well, see, I knew it was one of Washington uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ken folks. But anyway, uh, if you if you've had them and they've grown large ferns of uh, the top growth, and uh, that's what you're seeing now, if they haven't uh, if they haven't died back uh, by uh, we usually say Christmas. Cut them to the ground, and uh, that'll give them a forced uh, rest period, and then they'll start sprouting from the ground when the soil warms up a little bit, probably in uh, late February. Okay. And you harvest you harvest the spears until they get pencil size, until they all generate pencil size, and then you uh, let them let them go. Now, while you're harvesting the larger spears of sprouts, uh, you harvest everything, the little ones and the big ones and everything, until the majority of them are small, like a pencil. And again, again, there's a good write-up on uh, plantanswers.com. Okay, I'll look that up. I sure appreciate the information. Okay, well, good luck with your roses. And yeah, thanks, yeah good questions. We don't uh, talk enough about those roses. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. You take care. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Don't forget, if you're looking for a Christmas tree, a terrific tree, and you haven't bought one yet, turn the car around. Come on over to Millburgers right now at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Because the Christmas trees are half off. And by that, I mean the price is half of what it used to be. Not <laughs> some deal where we've cut the tree in half and we and laughing all the way, you know. I know that doesn't matter. No, we to tried most that last year. Customers. That was our suggestion to, to Trace last year. But. Now, going, going back to the roses, you know, okay. Jerry, the, the rose that Jerry pruned back in. Uh, hey. Oh, the Belinda's Dream? For the, yeah, it's no, probably, it wasn't a Belinda's Dream. I think it was a uh, Martha. It was a. Uh, the one he put, did for the show? The one for Greg, the KLRN? Greg, Greg picked, yeah. Oh, I thought that was... Was uh, it was it a Mark? I think it was a Belinda's Dream. I thought it was. I oh. think it is. Oh, okay. Jerry was well, trying to show how to open it up like a wine cup, and we had yeah. to do several takes. Well, it is, <laughs> <laughs> it is it has come back, surprisingly. Oh, only well, after yeah. how many years? Oh. I don't know. I think it might be <laughs> close to 10. See, eight, the, eight. The, That's funny. The nice thing about Calvin was very patient <laughs> as Milton nearly... Tore up his irrigation system. <laughs> he just cringed on the side, and then as uh, Jerry <laughs> kept cutting his rose, and <laughs> we didn't know he wanted to keep that landscape uh, or the rose. Uh, yeah, mm. what what did we know? I know. But anyway, anyway, the neat thing about uh, those old-fashioned roses is that uh, they're on their own rootstock. Uh, oh yes, as is uh, Belinda's dream and uh, Grandma Jella are known 
by the Greganians up in East Texas. They want to call it Nacogdoches. Oh. Because that's where it was found. Oh, okay. And so we used to name the the, the uh, samples that we got of the yellow rose after where we found them. Mm-hmm. And we had a Seguin. I remember the Seguin. Yeah. It was a fragrant yellow. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about those who I have know. passed, but uh, that Tom, <laughs> Tom would never leave me alone about that, that Seguin. Why did you do Seguin? And send me pictures every spring. Of his Seguin? Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. I think both Paxton and I <laughs> were, were complaining at then before we it was kind of We haven't heard from Paxton in a long time. We haven't heard from Paxton. Paxton, call us. Tell us how you're doing. I think he's passed away. Stop it. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't even joke about you that. You know, he Paxton. never was the healthiest kind of guy. Uh, Paxton, call us up. <laughs> he's just trying to bait Maybe you. Maybe he got overextended because uh, of all those other people he, he, was, he was saving with his <laughs> medical He's apparently treatment. the radio equivalent of clickbait, Paxton. But call us anyway. <laughs> At 210-308-8867. Yeah, both Paxton and I lost our Seguin roses. Uh, a lot of people lost. I know. Uh, probably 99% of the people. And they were pretty. They And they were as pretty as Belinda's. They were fragrant. But Were they pretty when they died? No, I was going to say the problem uh, is when it dies that you... Uh, I find them a little... Well, I like them a lot. I've got some I'm growing. Do but, you still uh, have some? Well, not not the Seguin, the Nacogdoches. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, I find them a, a little more spindly than the Belinda's Dream or the uh, yeah yeah the other roses we've been talking about, Mrs. Dudley Cross. Yeah, not as muscly. Muscly? Yeah, that's muscles. Man, and your rose can beat you up. <laughs> oh yes, the rose. Yeah, can I was going to say yeah. yeah. Used to complain about blackberries. Yeah. Now it's roses, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think, well, I was going to say, which is worse, blackberries or roses? Now, climbing roses are pretty oh, tough. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, Calvin uh, used to send his poor mother out to harvest <laughs> the blackberries. <laughs> I don't think he could keep her from and doing she, it. And she loved it. <laughs> I was going to say. And my yeah. mother came down from Tennessee and never seen a blackberry that big. You know, uh-huh. Right? And uh, we couldn't keep her out of the blackberries. See? What did your mom pick, too? There was one of them. Was it the uh, 968s that she... Yeah, tomatoes. <laughs> like yeah. Um, she was, uh, she was uh, every day, she was checking to see if they put the new crop on. <laughs> you just picked them all yesterday. <laughs> oh, they go very fast. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah, like when we were testing uh, the plants for that 968, we did it, we did it in, the, in the greenhouse. And uh, one of my volunteers brought her grandson to the to the deal, and of course wanted him to be able to do something that he was able to do. Mm-hmm. That uh, we felt confident that he wouldn't mess it up some way. And so I said, "All right, I got an idea. We'll just let him pick these uh, red tomatoes off this 968." Did he eat them all? No. Oh uh, hell no. <laughs> But he picked, he picked, uh, picked and picked and picked, and about an hour later, I came back. He's still on the same bush because there's so many tomatoes. Wow! On and he was the one that asked me. His mother's from England, 
And he said, I want to ask you something. His mother was, uh, her grandmother was, like 30 seconds for his grandmother was out of the room and he said, are they tomatoes or tomatoes? No, and you said. I said, when your grandmother's around, they're tomatoes. Okay. (laughs) Very smart. Hey, we need to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas, where the sun is fighting to come out. Yay! On 930 AM, this is the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Give us a call, be a part of today's show, and uh, we'll find out what's going on in your gardening world. Yeah. Okay. And then, Go ahead. Do you want to talk about the weather and what people should cover and stuff? Nothing. Okay. Not going to be that cold. Yeah, down well, to 40. At least here in San Antonio. Yeah. Now, I, I would say Barney, Fredericksburg, up in the hill country, uh, they may get a little bit colder. Okay. That, But I think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a long freeze, below freeze. No, actually, I, and I don't see below freezing. Oh, okay. I see the that's low. That's definitely not going to be long. No. The low Monday night is 39. Yeah, see, that's no problem. So, uh, it's just, well, really, this is, uh, the cold snaps help uh, harden the plants. You know, we've, we've warned people about after the, after the hard freeze that we had, and the citrus that's coming back, yeah. if it is the true citrus, and it's grown like a house of fire, I mean, <laughs> they send up a sprout. The the sprout I've got on my satsuma, Sito, uh, is standing on the ground. It's uh, six feet tall, six or seven feet tall uh, from the ground. And after that freeze, but that growth is very tender. That new growth is very tender, and it, it's not mature wood that can take much more, more colder temperatures than a uh, 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 new growth can. So uh, I'm hoping I'm too lazy to cover cover that new growth, and I'm hoping we don't have don't have uh, that larger that heavier freeze again like we did last year i i want it to stay uh above 25 and it shouldn't it shouldn't freeze that new growth but uh if you do have new growth <laughs> and you can cover uh don't don't hesitate to do so and uh, i've always recommended to people have it covered by christmas that's coming up isn't it coming up next saturday <laughs> a week from today a week from today i better get my shopping done huh? yeah hurry <laughs> but uh that always seems to be the 
coldest temperatures right around the Christmas week, which is now. But uh, maybe we'll miss it this year. Uh, however, uh, my son says that he's read somewhere, maybe Almanac or something, that it's going to be just as cold as it was last uh, February and uh, even colder. But I, I think that's... I have to give him a <laughs> deal on that. The, they missed predicting it last year, and so they're trying to make up for lost time by predicting it again this year. Oh. Well, but that's not funny. They, they shouldn't be scaring people like that. But we've got plenty of citrus here. Yeah, we do. And... <laughs> Plenty of that Meyer, improved Meyer lemon. So the, this is this is your Meyer lemon uh, headquarters. Now, if you're worried about that thing freezing or us having another bad freezing period, these plants over here that they're selling are in uh, five gallons. That's bigger than three. I don't know. I would call it three. <laughs> You'd call it three? Yeah. Okay. I see, I don't know if they have it <laughs> listed on the deal here, but uh, it, the point of the thing is you can leave it in those containers and plant it next spring if you want to be Cautious. safe rather than sorry. Uh, but... Uh, and then you can put it in a, a warm place, the warmer than uh, extremely cold temperatures. Uh, people always say, well, what did you do with yours when they were young? I said, in there by the fireplace. They came in the house. So uh, that might be what you want to consider, too. Uh also, on Calvin, talking about Calvin's article, he said that uh, he talks about paper whites. Uh, and we've had those bulbs for sale. I think we're kind of getting on the low end of those. But uh, we've had those for sale, and Calvin talks about forcing them. Uh, the attractive uh, flowers bloom readily and produce a strong fragrance that you either love or hate. That's a good, good way to put it, Calvin. More people hate it than yeah. love it. I, yeah, I'm with him. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, I thought, I've been thinking about that a little bit. I like, I like them so much better in the landscape than I do in the forest bulb situation that yeah. they're worth it to they're, they they come back the, year yeah. after year, and the deer don't eat them. Yeah, and then they they come, you know, Jerry. They're always they, that presentations that you and I do on twelve months of color. Yeah, they're always at the beginning of there. Absolutely, and, and the, yeah, the blooms are, come up in January usually. The foliage is up in December or November. Mm. Very nice looking foliage, and then. They're the beginning of the 12 months of color that were that is possible here in the San Antonio area. Yeah, I think they and uh, 
they're one of the first things that bloom in the winter, along with that uh, iris, right? The cemetery iris? Yeah. That's one and of reliable. The Both of them are reliable. Yeah. But do you, do you know why the deer don't eat them? Well, I suppose they, they t- do not taste very good, <laughs> and they don't smell very good. There you go. They they start to eat them, and then as they get closer, and their nose gets closer to that flower, it chases the deer away. Hmm. You'll only hear that on this right, program. I'm betting that's right. <laughs> now, Calvin made a statement about Christmas cactus I, that broke my heart. He said, he said, in November of next year, if you want the Christmas cactus to bloom again at Christmas, it needs to be subjected to 14 hours of dark every night in a closet or similar situation. And then he closes by saying, as you might expect, most never bloom again. Calvin, that's a sad, sad conclusion. I'm th- I was hoping that more of them <laughs> nowadays do. Back in the old days, it was re- it seemed like it was really rare to get them to. Re- yeah, did your did your re-boom. grandparents have them or around yeah. up in Minnesota? Yeah, and uh, I had them even when I was. But then they bloom again. Um, I don't remember that we even bothered blooming them, going up, put them through that process. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, so some people obviously got them to bloom again. Yeah, but obviously. it was an elaborate. Yeah, process. they're old-fashioned plant, and uh, uh, my wife's grandmother in Oklahoma always had Christmas cactus. It's an old-fashioned plant. Did they go? Th- did they go through that closet thing? Uh, no. Uh, when I had it, my my wife wanted some some of those Christmas cactus because her grandmother had that. And so what I would do with mine beginning in about uh, November uh, was to put it out on the back patio where it couldn't get light. And there was plenty. And it, and it, it experienced uh, a cool, cool temperatures out there on the patio. And we had a long enough dark period. Yeah. Yeah. So it did get all right. It would it would yeah, it would put those buds on, big buds first and then it would have those beautiful flowers. That would be interesting, uh anybody else out there. Um uh, I just it been such such a long time since I even thought about Christmas cactus. <laughs> are they are they still booming? And I was kinda thinking they might have done gone the way of the poinsettia and no improved yeah. improved selections. So if you've uh if you figured out how to make them bloom, let us know, even if it's the uh, still the elaborate process. <laughs> but I can't help but believe there's got to be some somebody has found an easier yeah. way to do that. Yeah, I don't think uh, extension uh, extension horticulturists used to write about uh, uh, doing this, uh, like you mentioned, put them in 14 hours of dark every night. In a closet or a similar situation. Yeah, they used to. I'm do sorry, this. I can't take care of the kids or clean the house. <laughs> I've got to put the take care of those the Christmas yeah. cactus. They used to do the same thing for poinsettia. Yeah, 
I remember that. All the all the uh, greenhouses that grew poinsettias were what we call black cloth, and they they had a a, cloth, a black cloth that would uh, spread over the plantings of the poinsettias and, and give them. They do that every night to give them uh, 14 hours of dark. But nowadays, I think they've bred that out of them. They don't seem to need it. Yeah. And then he's got some amaryllis. It talks about amaryllis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he also talks about some area gardeners were lucky enough to receive an early hybrid uh, Johnsonia called St. Joseph Lily. Now, who were those lucky gardeners? I would have liked to have gotten one of them. That was, uh, <laughs> I, I think you and I went... I was trying to remember how many years ago that was when we were looking. Part of it was we were looking for what happened to all the amaryllis when the deer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, did the uh, St. Joseph's lily, did the deer not eat that? <laughs> uh, I don't think they do because <laughs> Dr. Larry Stein, who lives out in uh, around Casterville, uh we found some of those lilies blooming uh, at a place that was been had been condemned and was going to be torn down. Mm-hmm. So uh, we dug some bulbs, and he lined his driveway with them. And they, of course, every one of them came up. I mean, they're easy to transplant when you get the bulbs. And uh, they bloom all the time, and he's got deer all over his yard. So I, I, he's not complaining about the deer eating them yeah. at all. Well, and I think Judy, uh, Judy had a few remnants back there years ago when I moved in that that didn't get eaten, and so I was trying to expand that, yeah. and that's when I found out about uh, Johnsonii. Yeah, uh, Greg tells me that's the first hybrid uh, daily. I, I mean, uh, a lily. Uh, 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 it's a it's a, pre- it's a pretty one for sure and oh uh, it's beautiful yeah and, and and if if in fact of course they um, they li- they've been sensitive to the drought a bit because uh, oh yeah the ones that uh, Judy had have disappeared now hmm but that's uh, weird if the bulb disappeared yeah it was, was it a big cluster I mean no no there were no there oh. were Kind of remnants. Oh, okay. A few, you know, like three or four, yeah. two or three bulbs. And yeah. We used to see one down in La Prior, uh at a at a at a house down there. They've been there for a long time, and it was a huge cluster of them that just stop your stop the traffic. I mean, I. Would, I'd go there and take pictures of them all the time because they were so beautiful. But uh, that's a that's a good one. But they used, as far as finding them, not only can you not find them, but the bulbs are very expensive. Oh wow! It's Greg 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 handle them. Yeah, he used to sell them, but I don't know if he still has any or not. But they're beautiful. Uh, also, I was reading. 
about uh, in This Week in the Garden at Calvin's article. It says, to stop cut ants from continuing to attack plants uh, from which they're collecting leaves, they're farmers. They're little farmers. Oh, little farmer ants. Hard-working farmers. Isn't there a farmer ant? Yes. Okay. Mold. These guys are mold farmers. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and Calvin says, if you have those and they're stripping your plants, uh, apply a strip of acephate acephate across the path they travel from their mound to the target plant. Now one thing that should be added to that is uh, do it don't let it rain on it. Because acephate uh, or what we used to call uh, what did we call it? Orthene. Orthene. There you go. The stinky. The stinky orthene. But uh, somebody told me, maybe it was Trace, that uh, they've tried to dilute some of that stink out of there. Huh. Well, uh, but you might ought to have you test it yeah, because I've they, never they seen do. anybody <laughs> that has sensitive to that fragrance as you are. But anyway, it's completely water-soluble. So a drop of water hits that stuff and mm-hmm. it's gone. Mm-hmm. That's for making a path. Now you can put it down the holes. You can put it down a hole and then water it in, and that'll do the trick too. The uh, but there there's there's another way tried and tested, but I can't talk about it on the air. Uh, so I you is it on plantanswers.com? <laughs> yes, it's on plantanswers.com. Do a search for. In the question and answer section, they have a search engine for the question and answer section. I think it's the second one. And uh, just do a search for uh, cut ants. Hmm. I don't know if cut ants is one word or two words. I always treat it as two. Yeah, you got it as two. So uh, anyway, that that tells how to basically make a fresh bait that'll work but you, again you wouldn't want to sprinkle that around either if it's going to rain oh okay because that acetate is completely water soluble which is good if you want to make a liquid application but oh, it's yeah. not good if you want to <laughs> have a long standing right. roadblock yeah we used to use a Seven, seven dust, or seven to make those those barrier trails periodically. In some kind of uh, uh, powder form. And Kevin says, alyssum, sweet peas, and stalks are cool weather annuals that produce sweet-smelling blooms and can be planted now. Uh, as I was walking in the front entrance, they got a bunch of uh, of uh, stocks. Did they? Oh yeah, Looming. in containers. Uh, Did you notice the pretty flowers or notice the wonderful fragrance? <laughs> Both. <laughs> and uh, there weren't very many doubles, uh, but they're. 
they got them potted up, I think, in three-gallon containers. So uh, they'll they'll go all the way through the winter. You know, I don't think they freeze. They, if you, at least in my experience, they they perform about the same as the snapdragons do if you leave them in a cut flower garden. Yeah, and they'll they'll have a if, there's, if you go cold spell like now then there will be a, a pause, just like the snaps, and then they'll, they'll come, back, come back and have a, another good bloom period in the early spring. Yeah, uh, Calvin says, stalks and sweet peas provide flowers for bouquets that have fragrances potent enough to perfume the restroom where the flowers are placed. I don't know what he means by that. <laughs> I don't think he did that. He said that. What? Ah. The here it is, right here. Does it say? Does it say? It potent enough to perfume the rooms where the flowers are placed. That's just what I said. One minute. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. What <laughs> you got to pay attention, Milton. I, I can't uh, just uh, listen to them. <laughs> sometimes it flies at us so fast. That, <laughs> hey, we need to take a quick break, so hang on. Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 210-308-8867. And if you want to email us questions that we can... Uh, uh, you know, next Christmas uh, or next uh, Saturday is Christmas. We won't be here because the nursery is closed. Uh, and uh, I'll give you the hours for the holidays in just a second. But, um, yeah, so if you want to email us a question, we'll uh, tackle it in depth on our Christmas recorded show. So send them to Milton at KLUP.com. Milton at KLUP.com. Uh, they can send them to PlantAnswers.com. Okay. And if... If I don't know the answer to them, I'll delete them before. Oh, that, that works out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a long-standing tradition. For oh, me. that's nice. little holiday tradition of <laughs> deleting emails. And for, Forrest never deleted. No. Forrest never. He, Forrest he would. some way to help them. If they were controversial in any way, he would send, let me answer them. That was smart. <laughs> Yeah, he was. He is a quite a guy. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You know how I know it's fall already. How I think it's it's, it's rapidly uh, moving to winter. At least it feels like. <laughs> Neil Spears, oh. right up. Headline: <laughs> <laughs> Topping crepe myrtles can ruin them forever. How does he spell ruin? R-U-I-N. Oh, ruin? Yeah, ruin. Okay. Crack. Don't you speak good English, Milton, <laughs> or bad English, whatever. I don't know. 
And uh, he, he says uh, to somebody that wanted to ask about removing the seed pods off the cranberry, and what about cutting them back in general? Oh, hell no. Uh, and he says, no, and no. That, that's like I heard a guy said, the short answer is no. The long answer is hell no. I don't, Neil didn't put that in here. Possibly I ought to send that to him. <laughs> you should not remove much of anything from the tops of your crepe barrels. Uh, he, he and Greg Grant have uh, lost their minds on this stuff. <laughs> and so when people say it's, it's because it's, the plant has grown too tall, I just have to turn away. There are more than 125 varieties of crape myrtles, and they range in size from 3 feet to 33 feet tall. If a person has a crape myrtle that's too tall, it needs to be relocated or removed and a smaller type planted to replace it. Now, the problem that he and Greg are having with people is uh, if they've planted the wrong size crepe myrtle in a location and left it there for three or four years and it's too tall, they don't want to dig that up. They do want, not want to dig that crepe myrtle up. Oh. And it, it would be hard to do. Yeah. It would be expensive to do. And so that's why people cut them back sometimes. But the what if they just pruned them off the top and did the <laughs> cut vine and stump killer and then replanted? Well, yeah, but that's costly. Thirty bucks for a new plant, a small plant that they grow back up there quickly for crepe myrtles. Listen, Daddy, he's he's. He's drank the what is drank Kool Aid as they say. That's maybe what yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, and then Greg came up with that crepe murder thing. Don't for, don't uh, perform crepe murder on your crepe murder. But the the key to it or the answer to it, especially on those big ones, is cut them to the ground. Let them come back from the ground, grow from the ground. Because uh, once a crepe myrtle is established, you'd have a hell of a time killing it. Yeah. By, by cutting it. We learned that one of our first years in um, San Antonio. We had a, a crepe myrtle planted in the area between the sidewalk and the street. Yeah. And someone, like, bumped into it with a truck. <laughs> And just, just like, broke it. And so we were like, okay, we're just going to get rid of it. Cut it down <laughs> to the ground. Here it comes. It was, I think, yeah, an hour later. <laughs> no, right. it, was, it was half the size that it was before. Yeah. They come back real fast. And, in fact, uh, Greg has uh, proposed uh, that's a way to uh, get Keep them smaller, especially on the medium-sized grow uh, crab myrtle. Just cut them back every year. To the ground? 
They don't seem to mind. At least every other year, no. And they're on their own root system. It's not like they're grafted. Did people lose, I'm trying to remember, in the freeze, did they lose their crepe myrtles in that they froze down to the ground? or No. Okay. Well, the freezes are earlier. When was that, 83? Yeah, yeah. They, they lost, but then they came back gangbusters. <laughs> yeah. They were booming that same same year. The, what was the, the one, Jerry, that uh, the, the big, tall one, the pink? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Natchez? Natchez the white, was the white Yeah, Natchez was the white one. That thing come back in a hurry. And, and we... Speaking of ones, that co- the cold hardiest crape uh, uh, myrtle, and we sell it, is uh, Sarah's Favorite, one called Sarah's Favorite, that was was released by the National Arboretum the same time uh, Natchez was. And they chose Natchez because it had larger flowers, but this one, Sarah's favorite, was named by a nurseryman in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, it's more—it was more cold-hardy than uh, in any other crape myrtle. There's still another one I'm thinking of, Bishop uh, Patas. Starts with a P, I think, or a B. Pink balsam. You're talking about the original one. No, the the one the one that uh, and that just uh, froze back and that yeah. freeze too, but so did this one, and then then they both came back. Oh yeah, gangbusters! I'll think of it two or three days. Okay, uh, <laughs> pre- appreciate. Get back with us, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Basham's uh, party pink. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's the mother of all of them. Then uh, somebody wrote in to Neil. I, th- I think he missed this one. Said my vi- whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Don't you be criticizing Neil. I think he I hate, missed I on hate, this one. I hate to, but uh huh. Said uh, blasphemer. My, my Vitex uh, plant, unknown age, had sparse leaves and a few small blooms following the February cold spell. Uh, should I prune it back, take it out, or just wait and see what happens? Uh, Vitex plants were hurt significantly in many parts of Texas. If you have branches that you are sure were killed, you can prune them out over the winter. Otherwise, wait until early spring to see how vigorously the plant puts out new growth. If it's Lethargic. I don't even know what the hell that means. A lethargic vitex. Anyway, you'll have plenty of time to replace it from spring nursery inventory. No. If it's a vitex mm-hmm. and it, it, you don't think it's uh, blooming right, cut it to the ground. I don't care if it's a tree or whatever. Cut it to the ground. And it'll come back and be vigorous and have blooms uh, like you want it to have. Many, of course, now, if it's been in the ground a long time, it's probably not one of the new uh, Vitexes that we made uh, Texas Superstars. 
But uh, the ones we sell here are, are the new ones. And you can look up uh, Vitex on uh, plantanswers.com, and we have the history of those where they where Greg uh, borrowed some cuttings from uh, a Louisiana grower. Hmm. Why are you giving me that look? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to talk about Greg borrowing the cutters. Oh, borrowing uh, the cuttings. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I took it at face value. Oh, I, I was thinking that they maybe had planted your name there in case somebody was looking <laughs> yeah, that's for right. the cause. That's <laughs> dropped a business card right there. <laughs> so the story is, uh, Greg was driving through Louisiana, mm-hmm. part of Louisiana. And he saw this spectacular blooming vitex. And he he says he went and knocked on the door. Well, I believe him. But the truth of the matter oh, was, I mean, it looked like an abandoned house to him. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And that sounds more convenient. So he pulls up by in the car, and takes some cuttings from that vitex out the window of the car. And uh, from that abandoned quote unquote mm-hmm. house, and uh, so he went on down the road to talk to some nurserymen, and he asked them about, what about what's that special? Is, is that a special Vitex up the road on that by that house? And they say, we've all the nurserymen in Louisiana have been trying to get got old man. To get cut, to give him cuttings of that vitex, and he will not do it. Uh huh. And yes. Greg had him on the back seat of the car. What's what's the statute <laughs> of limitations? On, uh, I don't know. But is that is that officially a crime? That is the rest of the story. Okay. It was an honest mistake. I mean, you yeah, know, by, a, by an abandoned house. Come on, man. Hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I hope Greg never tell hear me tell I, his I story. I hope not. He may not be as happy to hear about it. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll let uh we'll let this kind of go. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Back in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number. Uh, still plenty of time to give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Don't forget, we've got Christmas trees and Christmas uh, decor is half off. Living container-grown Christmas trees are half off. This would be a good day if you live in an area where you can grow loblollies to... Uh, for the gophers? Yes, to, print, to, to plant them for the gophers. So. <laughs> oh, um, I'm supposed to ask you guys, what is, what's your experience with stevia plants? They freeze. None. None. You? Stevia, that's a sweetener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they. Uh, uh, I don't think they go through the winter. So we need to bring them in? 
Yeah. Okay, bring them well, in. Unless you want them to freeze. No, I do not want them to freeze. We're going to use them. Well, then it would be, <laughs> be close to a popsicle, wouldn't it? There you froze. go. Or, or instead, of dry, instead of drying them yeah, in just a freeze dryer, them. let them freeze, and then they'll be dry. Okay. We're going we're gonna to bring them in anyway. Yeah, I think you need to. Okay. But you say nothing else. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, uh, what about my tropical hibiscus? Oh, it's got to come in when the Bring it in. 40s. I don't We're know. in the 40s. Uh, it's <laughs> the uh, low tomorrow night is 40. Oh, really? That's what yeah, it says. Probably because just like Jerry says, it's uh, unpredictable. It might be 10 <laughs> degrees in either way. By Wednesday, it's 70 degrees again. That's good. Yeah, it's that's Texas weather. Yeah, it is Texas weather. Let's see. Wednesday, high 70. High 75 on Thursday. High Friday, 79 degrees. Wait a minute. Wow. <laughs> so what is it they say about Texas weather? You don't like it? Wait a wait minute. A, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. It'll change. And we've, we talked about... Uh, we talked about uh, the garden uh, garden gifts, the uh, the the uh, gift certificates. Yeah, that's a good idea. We talked about that the other day with Trace. When was that? Last weekend. Yeah. And they say they have a have a great selection of gifts for the avid and novice gardener mm-hmm. on your list, and for that hard to please person. Uh, Purchase a Millburger Landscape Nursery gift card for any denomination starting at ten dollars. You can even order it by phone. Yeah, you could call in two one zero. Yeah, if they called in today. Four nine seven three seven. Be mailed Monday. Okay, yeah, could go out tomorrow, but Say the mail won't go. Out. What number? Two one zero. Four seven nine. No, nine four seven. nine seven. Yeah, four nine seven three seven six zero. Good, good man, man. Good memory. It says we will mail the card the next day. Business. Oh, the day. next day, next business day. Okay, so yeah, yeah, Monday. Yeah, but that might. Uh, I got something. Somebody sent me a card from Bandera, and it went out uh, like on Thursday, and we got it yesterday, which is surprising. Because <laughs> uh, so maybe it could get there very soon. There you go. And that's a good gift. I was thinking when the rose people, the guy was calling us about the roses, when do we normally get the roses? Is it is it February? February? Okay. So if you want to. They got some. They do have some? Some over there. I don't remember what the yeah. selection is. He, uh, you remember when he got that, uh, we were all excited about that uh, Belinda's Dream. He got, uh, got yeah. all those Belinda Dreams yeah. in. Sold every one of them. Oh, I don't doubt it. And uh, It's hard to beat that fragrance, too. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, Calvin and I have smelled uh, it. Oh. And I bought, uh, I got got in there quick enough to buy the uh, Martha Gonzalez. Oh, uh, did you? When they were, that was well back this spring, though. Um, yeah, they're one of my favorites. Was uh, did he have? Uh, I know Trace's favorite uh, was the uh, well, the one that gets huge. Oh, uh, the metabolus. Yeah, metabolus. No, that's his favorite. I think that's crazy. Yeah, it's Trace's favorite is metabolus. Yeah, that's a that's quite a plant. Some years, um, a few years ago, when we are 
office uh, when I worked for San Antonio Water System, our office was over there by St. Paul Square. The uh, that thing uh, bloomed all year. Yeah. Now it's back, you know, back in those uh, yeah rustic buildings. It was just and be- it doesn't beautiful. It, do, it seems to uh, it'll it'll be sparser blooms, but uh, even in the a shaded area, a semi-shaded area. Yeah, they're they're amazing. Oh, the, that oh, that whole list we've talked about, and that that list is available in, at PlantAnswers.com, and uh, we've got a couple. I think Jerry and I each have a few articles on yeah on, on the, the roses on those tough modern roses and old-fashioned roses. Mm-hmm. All right, again two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, and. Uh, yeah, the gift certificate is a good idea to, um, because, you know, we mentioned it just kind of makes sense that, like, um, if there's something they want and they've been dreaming about, yeah, they'll come and get it. And, you know, it's hard to shop. I mean, there there are thousands of choices at Millburgers they could get, but you don't know what they want. Maybe they want citrus and you think they want, you know, a shade tree. Yeah. So they can they can just get it themselves. Get a hold of Gre- <laughs> get a hold of Greg's book on uh, Texas landscape. Yeah, I think he said we still had some. Yeah, and uh, that the neat thing about that book is that it it uh, isolates the portions of the landscape so that you can yeah, it's a very smart con- concentrate idea. on the piece by piece makes yeah. it much easier. To and it sets up different scenarios, doesn't it? It's yeah. like a shade or, and actually I think it makes it very. Uh, it isn't just shade. It would be like front porch type thing. So it, yeah. it, it makes it very um, uh, friendly, if Usable. you will. Yeah, there you go. It's a good word. <laughs> hey, and speaking of uh, books, we hope to interview the author of back, uh, Parking Lot Birding tomorrow, Jennifer Bristol. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Park, what is it called? Parking Lot? Parking Lot Birding. And she talks about, she's from uh, Austin. It's Texas A&M Press. And she's talking about places you can go uh, birding and just in different cities throughout Texas, including, well, San including, including San Antonio and Austin and Corpus Christi. Yeah, and even like Cibolo Creek, uh, what is it, Nature? Yeah, she'll talk about all that tomorrow. I, I should write one. Uh-huh. On roadside birdie. Yeah. Running them over or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? What's the difference between roadside we've been, and... We've been doing that in, in Tennessee for <laughs> oh. years. Now, I have a feeling the birds don't like it as much <laughs> as the parking lot birding. No, you drive along the roadside uh-huh. and shoot them off the lines. No. Telephone lines. Well, that's not what we're talking about tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, let's Well, not... maybe I'll bring that up. Uh, maybe she's overlooked that. No, no. I don't. Th- I think she wants to keep the birds alive. Wow, she... Reading, just reading her book, she yeah. is, she's pretty tough. Uh, I don't uh, know if I was Jerry, I would do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and she's got a gang, her grandma uh-huh. and her husband and okay. her mother. and her grandma All, will all come of them are birders in the <laughs> top flight. They will come and take you out. All right. Like that. those birds in Tennessee. <laughs> 210-308-8867. Now, what is that moving to find a home? Is that the loblolly? No. No. No, what is that? That's pretty. No, it's a, a, a cedar, isn't it? Oh, is it the... Fr- or one of the firs. Italian... Yeah. No, it's not okay. 
that, that I think it's. Uh, I, I want to say it back. Oh, no, no. I think the person that, that's how they do it now. Oh, okay. They have the little stalls and stuff. So, and I'm I'm really concerned <sighs> that my so red my so red oak tree. Oh, it's still not hadn't lost its leaves. What does that mean? I don't know. And usually they would have lost their leaves by this time. You want to call or the show and blown answer? off or something? Yeah. When is it my? Is my one of yeah, my we can't. We can't hear you. One of my articles addresses that. I can't remember if it's one, one of the. Oh, maybe Jerry is cruising that way. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that we've talked about that quite a bit on, especially on oak trees. And yeah. How they, how different each of those individuals is. Oh, I know what it was. The uh, <laughs> I think I, I talk about oak wilt. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Next, maybe next week and uh, or the week after, and that one. That's one of the characteristics that we bring up on oak trees that they're each of those individuals is different. Oh, yeah. But what? What were you going to say? <laughs> the uh, another uh, Neil's got a question in here that uh, brings to mind a problem I ran into uh, said is, is there is there any reason I shouldn't use oak chips as a mulch beneath my shrubs we had a dead tree taken down and they left us a big pile of those chips is there anything in them that would harm the shrubs and uh, Neil talked about uh, some people worry about the tannic acid in oak or pecan wood but uh, that's that's not an issue but uh, of course we talk to people don't don't put fresh chips on more than one to two inches deep uh, or they may compact and that might retard penetration of water and nutrients into the soil also on old chips we talked about don't ro rototill them into the soil or incorporate them into the soil because it'll it'll form a, it'll cause a nitrogen deficiency well I had somebody the other day talk about uh, this is in a greenhouse and uh, they had a few oak, had a few oak chips or wood chips in the medium that we were uh, growing tomatoes in, and uh, so we were getting ready to prepare the beds. And this person, who I had not worked with very long, said uh, said, "Well, I'm gonna work the soil up." And then spray it, spray a fungicide in there before I plant the tomato. And I said, <laughs> why, why are you spraying? I said, fungicides are not applied into the soil. They're applied on foliage, you know, on the foliage to keep, it, keep the spores from uh, germinating on the leaf surface. And uh, she said, no. I said, uh, I see fungus growing on 
the chips, the wood chips. And I said, fungus always grows on wood chips to decompose. They, they, they do does that in the forest and everything else. Uh, but that's that that fungus that you see on those wood chips uh, is uh, not the same fungus that gets on the plant. Oh, material. okay. I can see how that you'd make that mistake. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she just insists that that she needed to spray a fungicide on the on the wood chips that were in the soil. And I said, <laughs> who in the hell told you that? Uh-uh. Where did you come up with that idea? And uh, she said she got it from the extension service. Uh-oh. Which <laughs> made me want to cry. But uh, come, to, come yeah. to find out it was one of these, uh, uh, they were having a, a clinic or something like that. And she was talking to one of the master gardeners oh, and, and got some wrong information. Okay. Well, I mean, you never know in the translation where, yeah, the, yeah. where the missed yeah, step the was. All right, well, we're going to take a quick, or actually we're going to take a 24-hour break and come back tomorrow, <laughs> 22-hour break, and we're back tomorrow at uh, back on news. Call, call uh, Birds Unlimited, well, uh, Birds, Birds Unlimited. Unlimited and find out about the Audubon or, yeah. or San Antonio Audubon Center to find out about uh, participating tomorrow in the uh, Christmas bird count. bird count. All right, we'll say goodbye for today. Thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. See you tomorrow on The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.